All right, welcome back to the Tony D Podcast, brought to you by Kyle at Caliber Home Loans. And flooring is forever. If you're thinking about refinancing with the Fed's latest announcement, these could be the lowest rates we see for 12 months. Lower your monthly payment or take cash out for a project called Kyle at Caliber Home Loans at 317-680-6306. And if you're looking to upgrade your home, whether it's floor, carpeting, or tile, Get a hold of Harley today at flooringisforever.com. They have over 20 years of experience here locally in the Circle City. They will service your needs and upgrade your home, make it look the best that it has been. Uh, I, I've seen a lot of Harley's work. He has done floors for a few of my friends, and uh, you will not be disappointed in Harley's work. 317-755-1246, flooringisforever.com. All right, so... I was really debating on what I wanted to say over this podcast when it comes to the Pacers. And, you know, fan is obviously short for fanatic. That's like the oldest cliche in the book. We know that. And a lot of the Pacer information that I get um, is, 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 is usually pretty well. Like um, with what's going on trade-wise, um, I, I have a pretty solid source. That actually, it's a source that I didn't even have when I was at the fan. To be honest with you, this is a source that I've gained over the last, let's say, almost two years, year and a half. Um, but I'll preface this by saying this: I think there's problems all over the board when it comes to this Indiana Pacers squad. Their performance on the court is, for lack of a better term, absolute dog shit. It's been brutal to watch these Pacers. If you're even watching, because based on what I've seen on Twitter, based on what's been talked about, they have basically lost the fan base for this season. And, you know, it, it kind of started with 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 Fox Sports Indiana going to Bally and then the battle with whatever it was, DirecTV, where a lot of these games weren't even being seen. Um, but now down the stretch, yes, they had that incredible game in Oklahoma City on Saturday night, an Oklahoma City team that is absolutely, uh, obviously tanking the bejesus out of the season, it seems like, um, after the Pacers smoked them on Saturday night, 152-95. to With that outstanding, um, there's the, the, not a good Pacers team against against good good quality squads. Here's their, here's their last couple of games against what I would say would be quality squads. They beat the Grizzlies. I'll give them that. Grizzlies playing well. They lost by 11 at home to the Clippers. They lost by 8 to the Jazz, which were without Donovan Mitchell. I think that was that Friday afternoon game, if not mistaken. The Hawks spanked them by 12. The Spurs spanked them by 15. The Blazers spanked them by 21. The Nets blew them out by 17. The Wizards, who are not really a great team, Scored 154 on the Pacers to beat them 154 to 141, and then the Kings on Wednesday night with the nine point or with the 11 point win, which was a little bit closer than what it seemed. I believe it was 24 at one point. Yes, they get the Hawks later on tonight. So if you're listening to this throughout the weekend, uh, this was taped for your hearing pleasure on Thursday morning. Um, so we heard the Shams or the Woj bomb. You know, that, that that there are some Pacers that were unhappy in the locker room. There's no leader on this team. So first of all, I'm going to point that blame to a guy like Doug McDermott. McDermott's been in the league. He's, he's, a, he's a coach's kid. He should know how much leadership um, needs to be present 
in a locker room full of a lot of young guys. Miles Turner, Sabonis, still young. Goga's young. Aaron Holiday's young. TJ McConnell isn't quite that young, but he's not. Um, it's not a crispy old veteran either, for lack of a better term. So the leadership from a player standpoint, and again, I'm not in a locker room. I listen to some of the pre and post game stuff, which um, you know a lot of people will tell you, oh well, unless you're in a locker room or, or you're at every press conference, you, you you don't know this team. Let me tell you this about a press conference. You really. If there's a if there's an answer like hey is there is there questions going on in the locker room is there is there a leadership uh, is there a lack of leadership in a locker room is there turmoil those questions will not be answered by anybody in an official press conference so get off people's asses about that this isn't 1996 where that's the only time that you can get news out okay with um, you know Shams being more of a player type reporter. Woj being more of a front office type reporter, those are that's how things get out. So I'm going to learn more of reading a Adrian Wojnarowski tweet than I would sitting and listening to a Zoom interview with a coach that's not going to tell you anything about what happened last night or with the turmoil that supposedly has been going on in the locker room. And look, I did. I went back and checked it out, and I knew what Coach Nate Bjorkman was going to say before he even said it in the press conference, it was going to be a quick answer about what happened, uh, 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 the two are away from the question. And it was, hey, he said, quote, the competitive juices were flowing and those kind of things are going to happen. Those kind of things do happen. But what was so uncomfortable, I think about the exchange with, with assistant coach Foster and Goga Batatse, was it didn't stop. Like, Goga gave up that dunk. And then comes back and hits a three. So I don't know if Goga just has developed an ego since he's been playing decent over the last couple of months. If there's some turmoil between him and the coach or the coaching staff in general. But Coach Foster just didn't let that go. He could have easily walked away, just sat down and let the huddle continue. But he he came back for seconds and, and then it seemed like he came back for thirds while Goga just kind of stood there. Look, it's a player's league. You're not going to fire players. You can trade them away which it's too late now, um, but you can get rid of coaches. I think Goga will probably be suspended, I would imagine, um, for a game or two for violating the team policy of whatever um, after telling Coach Foster to sit the F down after he gave up a dunk but then came back with a three. Look, if, if, if you're a betting man, the, the best thing to do is to take the Pacers and bet the opposite team's big man to have over whatever amount of rebounds. If you look back at the box scores for this Pacer team, I mean, they are letting guys that aren't even perennial all-stars just get loose. And I know people are going to say, oh, well, yeah, that's because Miles Turner isn't out there and they don't have the rim protector. It's even worse when Miles is out there, okay? Hate to break it to you Miles Turner fans that think that this guy is going to develop and keep using the excuse that he is, you know... So young, uh, look, Miles Turner, he's a good player. Is he an all-star? No. Is he going to be an all-star? No. Let's stop waiting for this dude to just be this world killer that everything that everybody says and has said for the last three or four years that he's going to be. Marvin Bagley last night, 31 points, 12 rebounds. Let's go back to the Wizards shellacking um, earlier on in the week. Obviously, Russell Westbrook is a different kind of animal. Dude had 14 points, 24 assists, 
21 freaking rebounds to the point guard. Let's box somebody out. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna skip that Pacers Thunder game on Saturday, which uh, I'm not gonna count. Uh, you go back to the Nets game, 130 to 113. They lose. Guess what happened? Uh, they let Durant go for 42 points. And yep, former Pacer Alize Johnson off the bench, 20 points, 21 rebounds. I can keep going. We can go back to the Portland game. You had. Cantor off the bench with 14. Anthony Simons, 14 rebounds. Anthony Simons, 27 points. It's just, and then Nurkic had 10 rebounds, and that was, I think he had nine at halftime. The thing about this is, is the Pacers' defense isn't there. And if it's because Dan Burke is there, it wasn't there last year either. And I know people are going to say, well, it's the NBA. You don't play much defense. Every night, the Pacers are giving up double-digit rebounds to an opponent's big man, or sometimes, in this case, Russell Westbrook, a point guard. Um, and they're allowing massive points for players that, um, some that, that are worthy, but others that just simply shouldn't be putting up the numbers that they have been. Um, for example, you go back to that Spurs game a few weeks ago, um, Good player, but Derek White shouldn't be going for 25 points on you. Okay, that should not be happening. Um, the defense has to be better, and unfortunately for this team and this fan base is you look at where the Pacers are in the ninth seed right now at 30 and 35. They're going to be in that playoff. Unless they absolutely tank, they have a three-and-a-half lead cushion over Toronto and a four-game cushion over Chicago. And neither team has been playing well. Um, the Raptors have lost, I believe, it's been five out of their last six. Um, and then the Bulls haven't been much better, even though they've made some trades to make themselves better. They have they have lost four straight and five out of their last six as well. So... It's almost like, including the Pacers, who haven't been winning except for that blowout on Saturday, there's the the Pacers, the Bulls, and the Raptors are fighting to not make that play-in tournament. And it's not going to do the Pacers any good to make the play-in tournament, even though they're probably going to. It's not going to do them any good. They're going to get smoked immediately uh, by whoever they play. Um which right now, it looks like the Pacers, if it started today, I think there's eight games left in the regular season, the Pacers would get the Hornets, who aren't the best of teams. Um, but when you think about the Hornets, they do have some killers. They did smoke the Pacers last month, if not mistaken, by 14 or 15 points just off the top of my head. And I think they still have one more game to go with the Pacers, okay, I'm, I'm just spitballing here. Maybe I should have done more research, but I think the Pacers beat them once. The Hornets blow them out last month. Bottom line, just to get this back on the point, this isn't something that just happens overnight, okay? Um, Kevin Pritchard has made it clear that he wants his guys in there, and as a GM of, a, of, a, of an NBA team, I can't necessarily blame him for wanting to have his guys. I'm not sure how much um, some of those guys were his guys that were on that coaching staff, so... This was his chance to really bring in who he wanted, go out and find a guy that he thought 
could lead the Pacers, I don't know, past the first round of the playoffs would have been a great start. Um, they haven't drafted well. They have not drafted well in a very long time. Aaron Holiday has not turned out. He probably needs to be shown the door. Goga has had some flashes when he's been given the opportunity, but I don't think that's a guy who's going to sustain an NBA career uh, for multiple years to come. TJ Leaf obviously isn't even with the team and was probably the worst draft pick in Pacers' modern era. It is just, it's been a perfect storm of things to get to the point where everybody's frustrated. From injuries, we know Malcolm Brogdon's been injured. Uh, Miles Turner has been out, as mentioned, for some time. Lamb had just hasn't been a guy that they thought was going to be able to come off the bench. And we know that, that TJ Warren has been out for most of the year after playing very, very well in the bubble. And his future is still um, to be determined here in the Circle City. So this team's going to move on. They're going to make the play-in tournament, probably lose both games, um, and then sit with, what, the 12th to 15th pick, depending on how things fall. Please, for the love of every Pacer fan in the world, and I say this, and if you think this is controversial, then I'm sorry, but do not draft the white guy. Just don't do it. I don't care if it's Corey Kispert. I don't care if it's Luca Garza. I don't care if it's whoever, you know, Hans Wagner out of out of Michigan. Please just don't do it. Just that, that, that just don't do it. Don't do it. Leave that for Sacramento or Denver um, or the Jazz. A guy that I like, Zaire Williams, I think would be good here if you can get him at the 12th pick. And we'll dive deeper into what they can do uh, in the NBA draft coming up later on when that gets closer. Um, the, the, the frustrating, the frustration and the boiling over, I think it's just a perfect storm of a new coach being frustrated, trying to get things to work, obviously under an immense amount of pressure. This will be the first losing season the Pacers have at home in what, 24, 25 years. That might even be longer than that. Um, you, you lost your superstar, regardless of whether he was uh, great or not in the locker room. It seemed like when, um, he left. A lot of the players, you know, supported Victor when he left. Um, I think Miles Turner is mentally weak when it comes to being an NBA player. And I just get sick of the narrative of, of well, he's 22, 23 years old. So is Demonis Sabonis. And I know Sabonis is my favorite player, and I'm probably not going to say a bad thing about him. But I just think you have a lot of guys trying to prove themselves in the NBA to become a superstar and they haven't been able to do that, whether that is T.J. Warren, whether that's Malcolm Brogdon, whether that's been Miles Turner or Demonis Sabonis. Um, again, Doug McDermott is a guy that I think should be able to be a leader in that locker room. I don't think that that is asking too much from a player who has been in the league for years, a player that is a coach's kid, and a player that has played on um, a, lot of, a lot of rosters in this league. I think a complete overhaul is necessary at this point. Gogo will probably get suspended uh, Greg Foster, who I never even really paid attention to till last night, needs to be sat down, probably suspended for a game as well, for continuing to just go at Goga. Okay, unfortunately, like we talked about, it's a player's league. Uh, I think this coaching staff needs to go. And I know people are saying, well, Nate McMillan's down having success in Atlanta. I, I don't really – I think that's apples and oranges comparison. He's got Trey Young. He's got some really good players. He's got Clint Capella, who's a beast. 
Um, the Pacers need a killer to, to, to control the boards. I think if, Sabo- if Sabonis was a little bit more physical and a bruiser, he could be that guy. But they don't keep opponents. You know, how many times have you seen Joel Embiid, Rudy Gobert, Vucevic, Drummond, insert big man here, Tristan Thompson, for God's sake, have double-digit rebounds against the Pacers. It almost happens every night. There needs to be an entire ramp, revamp, a real overhaul. You need a you need a disciplined coach in here that is going to command the locker room that can say, yes, I've done this before. I've been successful in the NBA. Is that Brad Stevens? I'm not sure Boston's letting him go quite yet. Um, and we can, again, with the NBA draft, dive into what coaches could come in here if indeed they do make a change. But I think there needs to be changes all around. I think this Pritchard is kind of tied to this this hire, and it's not working out. And you may as well do it now and have the entire offseason to find yourself a coach that will fit this this team instead of getting 7 to 10 games in the next year and they're 2-5 and five or 2-7 and seven and then you decide to pull the trigger. So um, Nate, this new coach, Nate, seems to be like a nice guy. I've never met him. I've never interacted with him. He wouldn't know me from anybody, which is totally fine. But based on what's been been talked about, been seen, been heard, um, it's time to make a change. You, you can't have those on track explode or on track i'm sorry it is the month of may on court explosions like we saw where the coach continues to go at him regardless of what the player said or not do i do i condone what goga did no but coach foster continually continuously going after goga after being held back twice lamb seemed like coach shut the hell up it was kind of the expression i got miles was just like oh what the hell's going on um the players are always going to have the players back. They're always going to have each other's back regardless. Um, so interested to see what happens over the next couple of weeks with the Pacers. It's just not going to simply do them any good to go to a play, go to a play-in game, get swept, or lose two out of three, and end up with like the 15th or 16th pick. I don't – this is the first time I think in my life I've said I would rather just see them tank. And I hate to say that, but it is what it is. But then again, on the flip side of that is a lot of people are going to say – uh, oh, yeah, tanking for this team? Um, mm, yeah, well, what's that going to do? Because they can't draft very well. Well, if things change and, and, and people are moved, uh, maybe that, that'll change for the Pacers. So that's my little rant on it. Um, you know, and, and, and yes, it's been a weird with COVID, and there hasn't been as many fans at Pacer games. And, and I think that that's really carried that team to, to a winning record over the last several, you know, couple decades, to be honest. Um, but some of the things that they do, I mean, you just, you can't show up and get, and, and, and be getting blasted 80 to 56 at one point in that game to Sacramento, be getting blasted to the Wizards, be getting blasted to the Spurs. Um, it, it's, it's been an awful month for the Pacers. And I think this is their true colors. This is how, this is how not good this team is. Even with Sabonis coming back and getting his triple doubles, Malcolm Brogdon co- continuously is hurt. That was the same in Milwaukee. It took a risk on him because that's the only way you're going to get people here is if you take a risk on a guy who's been banged up or injured. Same with Karis LeVert. LeVert's had good games, um, but it hasn't been consistent for Karis. Miles sitting on the bench. Miles is a good role player. Miles is a good player, but he's not this superstar that everybody thinks he is. He's not this, you know, yeah, he's a rim protector, so he, he, he blocks three shots a game. Okay, that's six points. What about the rebounds that he's getting giving up and the constant second-chance opportunities? Uh, Pacers broadcasters forget to bring that up because they're always too busy telling you how great Miles Turner is. And believe me, 
There is there is always inner workings inside of that Pacers organization when it comes to the broadcast crew of hey let's let's not rip this guy or let's say the right thing about this guy and let's not act like you know it's all it's all bad. They're, they're, let, let, let's focus on the good when it comes to some of these players. It's not just Miles. It's mostly been Miles. He's he's kind of been the vocal point of that. So hopefully things will move on into the future. And I'm re- I'm just ready for change. I was ready for change with Nate McMillan. I'm ready for change already with this with with new new coach Nate Bjorkman. Thanks, but no thanks. We tried. It didn't work. Let's get a proven guy. Um, you know, and, and and I was supportive of it because look, we knew going into this season and going into this contract that they had with the new coach Nate was it was either going to be great and you were going to find that Nick Nurse type of guy that's been all over the place but is a great basketball mind. Not saying that this Nate isn't, um, but more than likely it was going to be the downside of that and and it's going to be um, pretty much a failure. And that's so far what it has been. This playing tournament doesn't really help. So we'll see what happens for the Pacers over the next several of weeks. But I am ready for just another hit of the reset button. I, I, I'm ready for this team to be competing again and to get into the playoffs. That's not a playing tournament or to get in. And I'm, and I, I'm tired of them getting in as a 6th, 7th, or 8th seed only to get bounced within five days of the of the playoffs even starting. So hopefully, hoping for big changes when it comes to the Pacers. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Kyle at Caliber Home Loans. And Harley at Flooring is Forever. And uh, I think my good buddy Doug Gard is going to come on with the UPS store up in Fisher, so we look forward to that support as well. Um, Let's hope this Pacer situation gets figured out. Thanks.